to always get the latest Game Tea, do not forget to follow us on social media. You can find us on Facebook at The Game Tea Podcast, and you can find us on Twitter at Game Tea Podcast X. We post memes, gaming news, retweet friends of the pod, and of course, let you know when new episodes are available for your listening pleasure. Links are all available in the description of this episode, so check them out after the show, and thank you so much for listening to The Game Tea Podcast. everybody and welcome to another episode of the game tea podcast my name is jp and i'm czar so it's sad times for the game tea podcast because for the first time in what four years four years we yeah. did not watch the game awards together i know it just kind of came and went slipped our minds and here we are not watching it, it together it didn't even slip my mind it's just like i have a real job now and like real responsibility same <laughs> you know but and I mean, I feel like it really snuck up on us, too. Like, you know, like... It did. It really came out of nowhere. And I mean, I know every year they schedule it. Every year they hype it up. But it just shadow dropped on me. Yeah, I, I feel the same way. Like, they've been promoting it for weeks. I'm like, ah, that's... It's months yeah, away. Yeah, it's so far off. All right. So, we have a lot to talk about with the Game Awards. There were a lot of cool things and uh, that were introduced... There were a few surprises, and I'm really surprised at a few things that took home some of the different awards. So here's what we are going to do today, Czar. We are going to start by just uh, talking about who won some of the biggest awards, right? And kind of our thoughts on that. And uh, we did individually vote. Yes. Right? Like, you did put in your own votes through your page. I did, I did. You uh, did as well, and so did, did Zach. Did you just make Stray win everything? Like, Kinda. <laughs> Best action adventure. Stray deserved everything. <laughs> Game of the year, everything. So we're going to start off by talking about the awards themselves and kind of who won, what our thoughts are on that. Then we're going to get into the biggest drops, talk about some of our favorite things, because I uh, this is true. I read a statistic that said, like, if you take away all of the ads and the game releases, the game awards are only about eight minutes long. Yeah, basically. <laughs> so, <laughs> And these are the nominees. And the winner, come on down to receive the winner. Okay, and, and now 17 ten, ads. And here's 10 minutes of bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's the Game Awards. Finally, I want to talk about a rising legend within the gaming community. The gentleman that came on stage to make himself known while they announced Game of the Year winner. All right, we'll get to that guy. We'll get to we'll that get guy. To there. We'll get there when we get there. So, let's start off with the Game Awards. What do you say, Zar? Let's do it. Now... We never have a vested interest in esports athletes. So, I mean, when they go through esports stars, I'm so happy for them. And this is their moment. I just don't give two shits. Yeah, I'm, a, I'm kind of in the same boat on that one. And, I mean, to keep this episode within a time frame, we're just going to focus on the games here. I think that's the move. And it's awful to say, because, like, we should be looking at the esports. We should get into it. Like, especially since we're huge proponents of esports. We got that Smash tournament in the works. Absolutely. Right? But eh, it's just hard to get hyped. It is. And this is about the games, damn it. It's about the games, damn it. So, let's start from most anticipated game and work our way up. How's that sound? Sounds good to me. So, for most, in most anticipated, we have Final Fantasy 
Hogwarts Legacy, Resident Evil 4, Starfield, and The Legend of Zelda. Now, who did you vote for? The Legend of Zelda. Ah. It's The Legend of Zelda. It is very anticipated, but I've been hyping up Resident Evil 4 for so long, so that was my vote. Here... I feel like the new Final Fantasy and Starfield can be kind of taken out of the equation. Not to say that they're not anticipated, just not as much as some of the other guys. And on that note, I do kind of want to do an episode about Bethesda's lacking hype for that game overall. Because, I mean, for Bethesda's most anticipated title in years, it's kind of sliding by the wayside. Mm. We could do a whole episode about just how Bethesda's fucking up. Yeah. (laughs) Come on. (laughs) Just an anthology of Bethesda. (laughs) Uh, all right, but I'm going to be honest, at that point, you can also take Resident Evil 4. Like, Resident Evil 4, I'd give more than Starfield or Final Fantasy, but it'd be the next to go. Yeah, well, and I think after that, and maybe even before all those, Hogwarts Legacy got booed at the Game Awards. That's what you were saying. Yes. Yes. So, like, when they showed that as a category, it, it got booed off, so obviously that one didn't win. <laughs> And I'm really actually, like, take the politics of J.K. Rowling aside. I'm looking forward to Hogwarts Legacy. But it doesn't even fucking matter right now because Legend of Zelda, Tears of the Kingdom, everybody is fucking looking forward to that game, right? I I have a good friend out in Colorado, shout out to Will, who we played God of War, like, at the same time, and... He said, what do I have to look forward to now? <laughs> and then he was like, hey, when's Tears of the Kingdom coming out? And I was like, buddy. Oh, buddy. Oh, friend, you got a solid three months ahead of you. <laughs> It'll get here when it gets here. <laughs> so, yeah, Zelda, Tears of the Kingdom. What do you think? Surprised? I'm Disapp- not. <laughs> I knew it was going to win when I cast my vote because it's Zelda. It's the sequel to it, Breath of the Wild. Exactly. How was anything supposed to compete with that? And it didn't. Then again, I thought the same thing about some other awards on this list, but we'll get there. Fair enough. Shall we move on? Yes, sir. What's next? All right. Next, we got Best Multiplayer. And now for this docket, we had Call of Duty Modern Warfare 2, Multiverses, Overwatch 2, Splatoon 3, and Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Shredder's Revenge. Now, who did you cast a vote for in this one? I was going to say Multiverses, actually. Now, I I have not personally played Multiverses, but a lot of people have been having an extraordinary amount of fun with that game. It's actually extremely well made. And, you know, it's just got that hype around it. I feel like Plus, multi- it's got memed Shaggy. Exactly. Ultimate Super exactly. Saiyan God Shaggy. And I just, I got the sense that Multiverses did exactly what Nick Allstars meant to do. But better and not shitty. And free. And free. Yes, and it's free. I always give hype. To anything that's actually a solid game and free. And Multiverses did it well, but Multiverses did not win. Did not. I think I either cast my vote for Multiverses because I do love what it represents. But I'm also thinking I may have cast a vote for Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles just because it's awesome. That would have been a solid choice, too. You know, um, I didn't have a dog in this race when it came to who got best multiplayer. But Splatoon 3 being the winner. Splatoon 3 is who won. I've said it once, I've said it a million times, I don't understand the Splatoon hype. I thought that was really funny when I saw it, because I was like... Did you think of me? <laughs> I did. <laughs> you like, popped up in my head like, immediately, God like, damn it! who the fuck voted for <laughs> this? Splatoon, everybody in Japan. <laughs> yeah. And Zach. And Zach. Apparently, I mean, it does have a really big following, though, if it won Best Multiplayer. 
I mean, I, that's the thing, though, is I know Splatoon's big. I know it's popular. I just don't get it. I don't <laughs> think it's fun. Well, I am just thrilled that Call of Duty didn't win. That's all I cared about. I mean, here's how shitty Call of Duty is doing right now. They are literally, they're not even coming up with made-up titles anymore. They're using titles they've already fucking used. Yep, Modern Warfare 2, but it's a new game. And have you seen that fucking, how dare you stand where he once stood meme? I think it's Harry Potter. That's how I feel about this Modern Warfare 2. Uh, with with comparison to the old Modern Warfare 2 that we played when we were fucking Mountain Dew drinking, Dorito-eating <laughs> rapscallions. Talk about it, I'm still a Mountain Dew drinking, Dorito-eating <laughs> rapscallion. <Yeah. laughs> True. All right. Best debut indie game. Yeah. Now, here the nominees for this, Neon White, Norco, Stray, Tunic, Vampire Survivors. How was Stray not going to win? I know, right? In my opinion, the only game here that could have maybe given Stray a run for its money is Tunic. Because Tunic was actually a really cute little game. Did you ever try Tunic? It was on Game Pass. I saw it, and it's in my queue, but I, I just haven't actually started it yet. You haven't even, You don't even have a console to play Stray on. I don't, but I still voted for it. <laughs> Stray, I think, is so super, just deserving of that award. Though. It just keeps blowing my mind that this is an indie game. Yes. Yeah, I can't believe it either. I thought for sure, like, indie games, I love indie games. They work with what they got, right? And that's why we usually get more stylized art, more pixelized art, like things like that. Stray looks like it came straight from a triple A. It does. It, it's beautiful. The mechanics all work pretty flawlessly. Yeah, Blue 12 did a fantastic fucking job. I can't wait to see what they do next. The only other game I could actually see competing with Stray aside from Tunic would be Vampire Survivors, because that has been all over the internet lately. Are you sure? Yeah. Are I'm, you sure, Zar? I mean, just... I've seen a lot of hype for it, and apparently it's like making a really big comeback, at least like vampires in the media. That is wild. That is what I mean. It's not that wild. It's because you know zombies have run its course, and we need the new zombies. And you say it's you've said before you think it's got to be vampires. Oh yeah, it's gonna be vampires. But it's like I don't know. Vampires seem played out a little bit too. Yeah, but then where do you go after that? Mummies. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> mummies. Get where's Brandon Fraser? <laughs> the most impressive thing about Stray is like I watched a video of a lot of developers who are saying. You would not believe how difficult it is to get the physics of a cat right. Yeah, that's what I've been saying. And Stray did it pretty damn well. And I mean, come on, it's got a dedicated meow button. Yeah, fuck yeah, I love that meow button. In fact, there's an award if you hit it a certain amount of times. I got that award in the first two minutes. I just (laughs) Before you even, like, lost sight of your kitty companions, you just meow it away. I forgot there was a game there. I said, this, when do we get to the game? This is the game. This is the game. Yippee. It's like that Simpsons episode where they turn on the TV and watch a fireplace burning logs. (laughs) And it's just like, you're just watching a cat. Meow. <laughs> but yes, yeah, right. Stray won that. And well, I voted for Stray. I did vote, yes. I voted for Stray in this one, too. Like I said, only thing I thought I could have compared was Tunic, but Stray was just superb. Definitely. All right. Uh, what's up next? Um, Next on my docket is Best Sim Slash Strategy. And now, this one was really cool. So... 
I voted for Mario and Rabbids, Sparks of Hope, but the other games on this category are Dune Space Wars, Total War Warhammer 3, Two Point Campus, and Victoria 3. I voted for Two Point Campus. Really? I Look, I, I'm in higher education. I'm a college professor. It, building my own campus sounded like fun, and it was. <laughs> but I understand I'm in the minority. <laughs> I get it. I get it. And plus, Mario Rabbit Sparks of Hope, it flew really, really under the radar. Yeah, I feel like I didn't hear a lot about it, but it was very, very well received. That's good. Um, now, so- I, I got to be honest. I completely voted for Mario and Rabbids. Because it it features my favorite composer ever of video games, Grant Kirkhope, and in oh, fact, he was at the game at the Game Awards. I saw a bunch of tweets from Grant Kirkhope that were hilarious. Right on. It's not necessarily that I don't think Mario Rabbit Sparks of Hope it, like doesn't deserve the award. I was surprised because while it did, it was for the most part positive, positively received. From what I heard. All of the fans of this franchise had a lot more fun playing the first game. Really? Yeah. Um, there was a lot of features that people loved about the first game that wasn't in this new Mario Rabbit Sparks of Hope game, right? Um, for example, um, something that the first Mario and Rabbids did superbly well was like, you know, you enter those battles, right? Which is like turn-based strategy battles like, you know, uh, Fire Emblem Three Houses, like that kind of battling. Yeah. What they did really well in the first game was when you enter one of those battles, the terrain that you're currently walking on, the path, that is where you conduct the battle. It integrates seamlessly together. You get those different landscapes. Sparks of Hope actually did it different where um, you enter one of those battles and you get transported to a completely different spot that sometimes has nothing to do with, like, where you were currently. And a lot of people didn't like that. Huh. Interesting. I, That's I, just one example. I have very little experience with Mario and Rabbids other than just like a vet, vested interest. Um, but that's really interesting to note that the fans really like the first over the second. Mm. But Mario and, and Rabbids did win best sim. Yeah. Or best right. strategy. Fair enough. And you know what? I don't have a dog in that race either. Uh, Total War Warhammer 3, I was like, maybe. Maybe. Maybe, but... There's been a, a good resurgence of Warhammer. And I mean... That even alludes to a couple pieces later on in the Game Awards through the ads. So, so far, just in the lower tier awards, Nintendo's been killing it. Yeah, there's been a lot of Nintendo all over the place. And, like, that's exactly what Zach has been saying all year is that Nintendo has had a huge year. Uh, we'll see about that when we get into the high tier awards. <laughs> I'll tell you what, it's a shame Peaches is not here, though, because I think our next category is best car game. Oh, boy. Oh boy. Car noises. Now, technically, it's not just car game. It's sports and car game, right? Sports slash racing game. Sports games never win when a racing game is in this category. No, well, because racing games actually do something different year to year. They'll add a new feature, new ways to play the game, or, like, multiplayer aspects. You're playing NBA. You're just taking five dudes up the court shooting a ball in a hoop. Let's, over and over and over. You're right. And let's not forget also that the graphics in sports games, uh, EA doesn't give two shits. It's usually booty. Yeah. Whereas, like, if you look at the graphics of Forza, for example, that's, like, the epitome of, like, how far we've come with video game graphics is, like, that Beautiful. kind of game. 
Yes. Absolutely beautiful. Like 2K and and like any any esport or any game that is a sports game just really has been patting themselves on the back since they've introduced sweat to the players. <laughs> like that is their crowning achievement in oh, visuals. Yeah. So the nominees are F122, FIFA 23, NBA uh, 2K23, Gran Turismo 7, and Ollie Ollie World. Now, Gran Turismo 7 took it, obviously, because we just alluded to the fact that if there's a racing game in there, it's not going to win. But it's interesting to me because, you know, Forza is the Xbox exclusive, and then Gran Turismo is the PlayStation exclusive racing game. Nobody has ever given the same amount of, like, credence to Gran Turismo as they have Forza. So I almost feel like this was given to Gran Turismo by default. Yeah, I, I mean, did a did Forza game come out this year, or did a Forza game no. come out last? Okay. No, because Forza 7, I believe, is what we're on. That dropped um, within the last couple of years to accommodate the Series X, like the new series of Xboxes. Ah, Okay. So, yeah, I guess, I mean, that makes sense to me that Gran Turismo took it by the default. Uh, I did vote for Ollie Ollie World, though, just because I thought it was such a cool little gem. I think I voted for Ollie Ollie World, too. But again, it is an indie going against, you know, fantastic, well-honed car noises. Yeah, and I mean, some people that just gets their engines revving. Hey, I see what you did there. I legitimately have a friend because I don't know if you know this. You can get really fucking crazy with your racing sim setup. Like you can get obviously the steering wheel and the pedals, but you can get like a metal frame to hold it, a racing chair, um, a motor in the racing chair that like replicates the movements of the car and the rumbling, like a huge monitor. You can get really fucking into this hobby if you want to. Wow. Yeah. (laughs) I mean, you're going to spend four grand, but (laughs) Well, yeah. For some but. people, like they're like, that's totally worth it. All right. What do we have next? Uh, next, we have Best Family Game. Now, the nominees here were Kirby and the Forgotten Land, Lego Star Wars The Skywalker Saga, Mario and Rabbids Sparks of Hope, Nintendo Switch Sports, and Splatoon 3. Now, Kirby and the Forgotten Land, I believe they were the winners, right? Yes, Kirby won it. I am stoked about that. That was who I voted for. Same. I There was no other option here except for Kirby and the Forgotten Land. I mean, yes, Mario and Rabbids is technically a family game, but it's a strategy game. How many seven-year-olds are going to plan out six moves ahead of the no, computer? That's absolutely true. And family game to me also means like the ability to for like multiplayer, be around your family. Now, to be fair, Kirby and the Forgotten Land doesn't really have that either. Like There is a multiplayer, but it's kind of forced in. Yeah. But nonetheless, Kirby and the Forgotten Land is one of the gems of the Nintendo Switch, in my opinion. Just a very, very well-crafted game. Yeah, it may be short, but it didn't need to be long. Not to mention, like, you take some of the other games on this list, right? Like, Nintendo Switch Sports, for example. People were very, very pissed off about how incomplete and just boring that game felt. It's still incomplete. They're still adding the the sports categories that they meant to include on launch. Like, I'm still waiting on that golf update. I cannot support your game until you give me golf. <laughs> I'll have to download that golf. What's that golf game, Zach, downloaded out of spite oh, a few it, weeks ago? It wasn't golf with friends, but it was something. Golf, golf stories. Golf stories. Yeah, because I was on the that was before sports stories. Um, but yeah, so no, I can't I can't honestly give any vote or support Nintendo Switch Sports in the game awards if right. it's an incomplete game. 
So, like, I knew right off the bat sports wasn't going to win it. Uh, Lego Star Wars The Skywalker Saga, I thought, might have had a chance. That would be the only competition I could see because that's what truly embodies a family game from multiplayer to the family-friendly aspects of it. But its biggest downside is it's been completely released before. There's not much new to this game. It is just a collection of every other Lego Star Wars game. And Kirby and the Forgotten Land, man, just genuinely so unbelievably well-crafted. Top 10 in the Switch library, for sure. Absolutely deserved it. All right. Next up, we have Best Fighting Game. All right. The nominees for this bad boy, DNF Duel, Multiverses, JoJo's Bizarre Adventure All-Star <laughs> Battle R. How the fuck did that make it onto this list? The King of Fighters, uh, 15, and Sifu. Now, here's a funny story. I was at Target um, in the video game section during the Game Awards. I was, like, watching it on my phone, but we had to do something. Christine and I had shopping to do. And I needed something from the case in the electronics section at Target, so, like, I had to call one of the electronic geeks over. And right, he was also watching the Game Awards, right, on, like, his... Nice. And he was like, hey, they're nominating Best Fighting Game. Who do you want to win? And I was like, (laughs) well, I think... And before he even let me finish, he said... I want JoJo's Bizarre Adventure to win. Why? (laughs) I mean, he had like, and then I took a better look at him and, you know, he had like the My Hero Academia lanyard and like. Anime fan just kind of pot committed there. (laughs) Yeah. And I'm just like, oh, yeah. You're just happy to see some content you like getting an adaptation. (laughs) JoJo's fans, dude, even within the anime community, they're a different breed. Oh, yeah. My nieces talk a little bit about JoJo's and My Hero Academia. I just don't... I'm not a big follower of newer animes. So, older stuff, DBZ, Full Metal. Oh, Roni Kenshin. Yeah. uh, Samurai Bleach. I don't even know what the fuck that is. 90s anime, dude. 90s anime. Oh, what about... um, I used to watch Ghost in the Shell. Ghost in the Shell was good. And then, of course, there's Cowboy Bebop. (laughs) Classic. Oh, look at it. They've got us... (laughs) We're animators. <laughs> Weebs. We. Okay, multiverse is one. Yeah, absolutely. That's, <laughs> that's what we voted for. Come on now. Yeah, not that guy. He wanted JoJo's. <laughs> not that guy. All right. I, I mean, I, there's nothing to say about, about multiverses that we haven't already introduced. I think they did a phenomenal job with crafting ga- the game. It's free. It's basically everything that Nick Allstars wanted to be and failed to do. Well, and it's not a copy and paste of Super Smash Brothers. Like, there is a different aspect to it. It is centered around 2v2 combat. Yeah, so different, but better. Like, again, like, and I might be taking my frustration out on Nick All-Stars, but, like, do you remember when we were genuinely really excited for Nick All-Stars? And then they just punched me in the fucking gut. Hey, those voices are still coming. Yeah. Oh, they're coming. (laughs) All right. So it's at this point in the Game Awards that we start to transition into, like, really hyped up games. We've got some Indies Awards coming up, best RPGs, things like that. So because of that, what is our next category? Uh, Well, I just scrolled up this internet list that I have for notes, and it's best role-playing for me. All right. Now, here is where the competition gets fucking Fierce. Yes, very fierce here. What are our nominees? We have Elden Ring, Live Alive, Pokemon Legends Arceus, Triangle Strategy, and Xenoblade Chronicles 3. The co- this is genuinely like any one of these. 
Except maybe triangle strategy. Yeah. Like, I know Peaches is listening. Like, don't you fucking say don't it. Don't you fucking don't say you it. Don't you fucking say it. I almost voted for triangle strategy just, just for Peaches. <laughs> Peaches! <laughs> Shout out to Peaches. All right, so when approaching this category, here was my mindset. Live Alive and Triangle Strategy, they're out. Yeah, absolutely. They're out. I mean, good games, I guess. Maybe I never played Yeah, I've heard, <laughs> I've heard a lot of good about Live Alive. Me uh, too. Like, I it's ju- a I really very did. good RPG. But nonetheless, you're up against Elden Ring, Pokemon Legends Arceus, and Xenoblade Chronicles 3. Yeah. I wonder who Zach voted for. <laughs> this is when last or last time we recorded uh, with Zach, he tried to log on to my account so he could p- cast his votes for me. And yeah, he wanted Xenoblade for every category. I was like, hold on, hold on, hold on. Have I have I talked about Stray? So, yeah, but uh, <laughs> no, to be fair, Stray's not here, although it should be. <laughs> yeah, Stray's not an RPG. Now, that being said, um, I voted Pokemon Legends Arceus and... The reason I did that, sure, maybe a little bit of nostalgia went into that, um, but just Arceus, man, when it first came out back in February, March, whenever it came out this year, it blew us away. Oh, yeah. My my wife is still going through that game. She loves it. It's And even now that we have Pokemon Scarlet and Violet, you know, we gave a big in-depth review of that a couple weeks ago or last, no, last week when yeah. we were drinking. Yeah. <laughs> That's why you forgot about it. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> um, and we a few of the remarks we made is like, compared to Arceus, there were a few things that were like a step back. Like, yeah. that's how good Arceus was. And it was just one of the technically like spinoffs. And I mean, Arceus really seems like the truer RPG of those two games. So that's why Arceus got my vote. Did it get yours? It did. I voted for Arceus. It did not win. It did not. This is where we start to see the beginning of the end because Elden Ring swept the fucking floor. Yeah, and see, I knew Elden Ring was. That is why I voted for everything but Elden Ring, because I was like, I know Elden Ring has its spot, and Elden Ring is going to get its fair share. But, like, (gasps) Xenoblade, that's, like, the only category Xenoblade was in, almost. And Pokemon Legends Arceus didn't make it on too many lists, either. I think this might have been it. So I kind of have the same mindset of, like, and I don't know if that's necessarily right, though, to think of, like, it should honestly be, like, who deserves it the most for this category over, like, well, this game's going to get more awards. And that's later true. On. So, like, I just want Pokemon Arceus to get something. But that's exactly what I did. And <laughs> <laughs> it sounds like that's what you did, too. Yup. And lo and behold, Elden Ring swept this category. But, I mean, I guess nobody should be terribly surprised because even... Fantastic game. Incredible. Elden Ring is... By all... Just expectations blew all of them out of the water. Still talked about to this day, as lovingly as it was talked about when it was dropped, what, almost a year ago? Yeah, almost. I mean, it's, this was like right at the beginning of 2022 yeah. when this game released. So if it's got to be Elden Ring, it's got to be Elden Ring. Fine. Elden Ring did deserve it. All right. Next up, best action adventure game. We have A Plague Tale, Requiem, God of War Ragnarok, Horizon Forbidden West, Stray. <laughs> yeah. And Tunic. My brother... Kudos to Tunic for getting on this list. Dude, seriously, everybody loved who played Tunic loved it. You've got to try it. It's so cute. It's so good. I might. I might. I've got it downloaded, so I might as well start it. My brother in Christ. <laughs> did you honestly think Stray had a chance against God of War Ragnarok for this category? Yeah. How is Stray an action game? <laughs> It's action adventure. You avoid the 
the robot. Dodge. <laughs> and it's got a Kazooie-like backpack, friend. Come on now. I'm not saying it's not great, but like being in the action adventure category, I was like, I don't know. I knew Stray wouldn't win, but I still cast a vote for it. Good for you, because I voted for God of War Ragnarok, and I was—I do not regret that decision. It's well, a, God of War won it. I be, yeah, I know. I beat the game last week, and it's just—it left me wanting even more. And you're still just sitting in your chair contemplating it, dude. It's one of those games where you get done, and you just have to go think for a little while. <laughs> no TV, no phone. You're just sitting in your chair, quiet thinking drive about home. Or <laughs> Can we have the radio? No. no. No, boy. (laughs) Now, the other reason why I'm starting to get... Because, like, I almost had the same feeling with this category as I did with Best RPG, right? Where it's like, well, Elden Ring's gonna get everything. Maybe I should try and vote for Arceus. All of that went out the window every time I saw God of War Ragnarok on a category. I was like, Jesus Christ. (laughs) I'm letting my PlayStation fanboy show, and I know it. JP, your bias is showing. It's it's so fucking good. It is really good. And, I mean, this was a pretty pumped category as well. I mean, I've seen a lot for Plague Tale. Um, I have not had a vested interest in that series, but, like, this newest Requiem game has really captivated audiences. 100%. And then you got Horizon Forbidden West. Which the Horizon fans are fearless, fearless, man. I mean, it's... They love it. They love the game. I think that it's fantastic, too, the entire series, but it's just cannot hold a torch to Ragnarok. Nothing can. Yeah, when you really break this list down, there was no more deserving game than Ragnarok. It's just Even fucking... though Stray should have won it. Fuck you. <laughs> Fuck off. All right, what do you got next? I got Best Action Game. So for this category, we have Bayonetta 3, Call of Duty Modern Warfare 2, Neon White, Sifu, and Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Shredder's Revenge. Shredder's Revenge. Now, who'd you vote for? I actually voted for Bayonetta 3 in this category. You did vote for Bayonetta. I did, yeah. I voted for Bayonetta 3 as well. They actually won. Okay. Yeah. Well, I mean, I look at this list, and you've got a couple indies, a terrible adaptation on a game that is supposed to be new. Talking talk about you, Call of Duty, Talking right? to you, okay. Call of Duty. I was like, Shredder's Revenge is amazing. Don't you dare. Oh, well, that was one of the indies. <laughs> yeah. But, and I mean, like, the only... It's honestly... TMNT was the only game I thought might be able to compete with Bayonetta. Yeah, but I think what really takes a few points off of TMNT is that it is based on 90s games. And so it is very limited to those side-scrolling action games in the 90s. But that's what some people wanted. They did such a good job. Nostalgia can only take you so far. Yeah, I know, but damn it. All right. I mean, not not much else to say about best action game. Bayonetta 3, I bought it. I've played most of it. But that's, of course, when Pokemon and Ragnarok came out. So it was like, (laughs) see ya. (laughs) It's shelved. And I, I don't know, like, I... What I like about Bayonetta is, like, every once in a while I really am in the mood for mindless button mashing that just has a lot of flash and no substance. Combo breaker. That's genuinely how I feel about Bayonetta. But at the same time, it's fun. It kept my attention that that much, you know, so. Yeah, well, I think Bayonetta was the most deserving on that list. What's the next category? Okay, now this is an interesting category. Innovation in accessibility. Mm. Right now, this is basically like what game offers the most accessibility to its players 
while you play the game. The nominees were As Dusk Falls, God of War Ragnarok, yeah. Return to Monkey Island, The Last of Us Part 1, and The Quarry. Now that list is really interesting already because usually it is some kind of indie game that takes this award, right? But we've got a couple of triple A's on the list. Yeah. With The Last of Us Part 1 and God of War Ragnarok. Now, I'd like to make a a quick side insertion here. Yeah. I love the developer for Return to Monkey Island. Terrible Toy Box. That's a cool cool (laughs) studio name. I do like that. You're right. I like that. that. That was it. A lot of people were really pumped up about Return to Monkey Island, too. Apparently, that is an old classic that people couldn't wait to see back on the Switch. Oh, yeah. Now... The fanboy in me voted for God of War Ragnarok, but actually, that is because when I was voting, I'd seen the accessibility options that God of War Ragnarok offers, and it was incredible. There were three pages of accessibility settings that you have to go through before it lets you play the game. Damn. Accommodating colored blindness, you know, people who need peripherals for their hands, people who, uh, you know, might be partially deaf. The accessibility in God of War Ragnarok was insane it was crazy i've never seen so much in-depth like accessibility options before and now i actually voted for god of war in this category you did specifically because i remember a few weeks ago off the mics you were telling us how much accessibility god of war ragnarok had i couldn't believe it so they did take the award um but i don't want anybody to think oh it's just god of war god of war get you all the awards like no that i have to give it up to santa monica they went above and beyond with their accessibilities. This needs to be the precedent. God of War Ragnarok just set the precedent of like what video game developers need to be offering to every gamer so that everyone can enjoy these games. That's that's incredible. Kudos to God of War. God damn. What's the Last of Us accessibility? <laughs> The fact that it's been released like three times. (laughs) It's accessible to poor gamers. (laughs) You can buy it in 2017, 2019, and now 2022. I I haven't tried like the re-release that they did for the God of War, or not God of War, for uh, The Last of Us Part 1. Um, but their accessibility options are pretty solid as well. Oh, that's cool. No God of War Ragnarok, though. Not three pages. Jesus Christ, Ragnarok. I'm... Like, if if you're one of those people that complained about, like, oh, you gotta go through all these accessibility options, fuck you. It, it, those are useful. Those are I mean, necessary. Those are people, people, I was amazed when I was looking at them. I'm like, look at all the crazy things you can do. You just start thinking of how many more people can play that game, and that's wonderful. So well done, God of War. All right, best AR slash VR game. We have After the Fall, Among Us VR, Bone Lab, Moss Book 2, and Red Matter 2. Now, a quick side tangent. I know when Am- I know Among Us has an incredible fucking story. Like, not the game itself. There is no story in the game itself. <laughs> but, like, the developers who just made a game for the fucking sake of making a game. Yeah, just four college kids who just did this in their spare time. Yeah, and then two years later, they found themselves at the fucking Game Awards, taking yeah. away award for, like, best indie game. Yeah. I'm sick of Among Us. Yeah, same. <laughs> it's been... It's and like there's it's so much mean, more. Yeah. There's been ad, there were ads in the game awards this year for new content in Among Us, and here Among Us is on the categories again. Yeah, so now I'll admit I've heard the VR g- game is actually kind of fun. Well, <laughs> they turned Among Us into an actual horror game. <laughs> yeah, so the reason I bring all this up is because 
I'm not super familiar with VR and AR games yet. Oh, I'm going to be honest. I knew one game on this list. Among Us VR? It was Among Us, and that's who I voted for because I was like, what the fuck are these other games? I think I had to, too, because I'm like, look, at the very least, it's got that name recognition, so, like, people know about it, right? That's not who won. Yeah, no. Moss I'm Book 2. Really surprised that Among Us did not win just for namesake alone, but right. hey, Kudos to a game for beating out Among Us. Lost Book 2 took it. Now, I've heard this game is fantastic. I've heard that it looks incredible. I Here's how I feel about the best AR VR game. When VR becomes a lot more accessible, it's really accessible now. But, like, once it gets more to that point of, like, accessible and popular. Yeah. Like, we're going to have a lot more competition in the VR category. It's I, good now, but... Yeah, and I... There's not a lot of, un- I mean, there's a lot of uniqueness with the AR and VR, but we're just not seeing the polish and the vested interest in it yet. Yeah. I think yeah, that's going to totally be a really agree. interesting category in years to come, though. All right. What's up next? Uh, well, next, I caught a little side tangent for best mobile game. Oh, Jesus. Here we go. All right. So we have Apex Legends Mobile, Diablo Immortal, Genshin Impact, Marvel Snap, and Tower of Fantasy. Now, I I think I either gave it to Diablo or Marvel, and I'm pretty sure I gave it to Marvel just for namesake. I gave it to Marvel Snap, and they're who won, right? Yes, Marvel Snap won it. Yeah. Um, I heard Marvel Snap is actually a ton of fucking fun. Yeah. It, I've heard it does Marvel look Snap good. is pretty good, actually. Yeah. Um, now, word of mouth only gets you so far, but on the other hand, it's best mobile game. So It, it did win best mobile. Yay! So, hooray for Marvel Snap. Good job. Ooh, snaps, snaps for Marvel Snap. <laughs> Alright, up next, best community support. We have Apex Legends, Destiny 2, The Witch Queen, Final Fantasy 16, Fortnite, fuck you, Fortnite, ha. and No Man's Sky. Okay, how did Fortnite make it on to, well, I guess it is best community support, so it's not games released this year, but still. Let me, let me ask the question. Is a bunch of eight-year-old shitty Fortnite dancing kids who steal their mother's credit cards and use it for V-Bucks, V-Bucks. is that considered community support? Because if it is, you got me. Fortnite deserves to be in this category. So many poor mothers have been robbed because of this game. Oh my god. Fucking... Ugh. When I have children, remind me to never put my credit card info on their game consoles. That's just common sense. <laughs> You'd fucking think. It's like there's way to ways to avoid doing this. Like, go get, like, one of those shitty cards from Target and, like, here, here's your points. Yeah. Yeah, just get them a temporary visa yeah, or something. Yeah, it's like, it's really not that difficult. But anyway. So, I, I voted for No Man's Sky here. Of course we voted for No Man's Sky. It's taken best community support, like, a couple years and so I just wanted to continue that support. I think No Man's Sky, like, I don't know if anyone actually has this award right now, but I think No Man's Sky is, like, I think they have the record right now for the, like, most continuous years in the game awards. And plus, they've won this award for, like, three years in a row, right? Yeah, but, but they finally got dethroned. Yes, yes, No Man's Sky did not win Best Community Support. Final Fantasy sixteen did. Oh, I think that's 14. 14. Final Fantasy fourteen. Spoilers. I was like, the game's not even out! Spoilers! I'm not good with Roman numerals. <laughs> yeah, okay. XIV. Yes, that's 14. Yes. Final Fantasy 14. Yes. It's like, okay, um, I guess. I don't know much about Final Fantasy 14. 
I know it's good. I know it's got a really great fan base, a really loyal fan base. But nonetheless, I always have a huge smile on my face when people talk about the story of No Man's Sky. Um, so I did. I gave it my vote. Um, and finally, I guess the Game Awards were like, look, we get it. <laughs> but <laughs> They can't time. win four years in a row. <laughs> yeah, it's time to move on. So yeah, Final Fantasy XIV, uh, no quarrels. No quarrels. Honest Congrats. Good for them. Final Fantasy MMO looks good. All right, my friend, what is next? We got Best Debut Indie. Oh, did we already do that one? No, this is the best independent game we have not done yet. Ah, yes. All right. So we have Cult of the Lamb, Neon White, Sifu, Stray, and Tunic. Stray had literally no competition. No competition. I voted for Stray here, and that is what won. Yep. I mean, congrats to all of those other games. Even getting nominated for anything is a huge honor, but Stray knocked it out of the park. Absolutely. Especially, like, other categories like action-adventure. I'm like, okay, Stray, maybe. But, like, if you're talking about just straight up the best indie of the year, how can you argue with Stray? Dedicated meow button. Dedicated meow button. God damn it. Again, tunic, maybe. Maybe. But no, it had to have been stray. Well done, Blue 12. Well done. Absolutely. All right. What's our next category? Best ongoing game. Now, what's interesting about this category is it's almost the exact same nominees from uh, best community support. Except for one. We have Apex Legends. Uh, Destiny 2, The Witch Queen, Final Fantasy 14, Fortnite, and uh, here's the kicker, Genshin Impact. Not No Man's Sky? No Man's Sky's out. Oh. Mm-hmm. One guy's gone. And they replaced it with Genshin Impact. Yeah, I don't, how is this a thing? Like, how is Genshin Impact so popular? I don't know. It's like League of Legends. Either po- people love this fucking game or you take showers. There's no in between. <laughs> <laughs> or you take showers. <laughs> Seriously, I know Genshin's got that support, right? Uh, and I guess it. I guess it just surprises me how much of that support to the point where it can like compete with Apex or Fortnite or Destiny, right? So. I guess good job getting on this list. Yeah, I guess. Uh, I actually cast a vote for Final Fantasy here because I know the horrible things that Apex and Destiny does to people and also Fortnite. I hate to admit it. I voted for Apex Legends. I, Dude, Apex Legends, like, especially in the scene of, like, Battle Royale gaming right now, like, Apex Legends has been one of the most consistent... They've been good about dropping new characters and new content. And, I mean, as far as their player base goes, relatively untoxic relative to Fortnite or PUBG, if anyone's still talking about PUBG. <laughs> no one's talking about PUBG. <laughs> or even, like, um, Call of Duty uh, Warzone, right? Like, Apex Legends, I find, I'm like, I, I know I talked a lot of shit, but they're impressing me. They're doing good. Yeah. Yeah. Well, they hit. They hit. I still don't like a battle royale scene. Nonetheless, Final Fantasy XIV also won Best Ongoing. Which what? Which, again, okay. I, I, I guess. <laughs> I don't care. Good job, guys. Yay. All right. What's next? Uh, next, we have 
best audio design. And now we're getting into the more specific, bigger categories. Yes. So what do we have? We have Call of Duty Modern Warfare 2, Elden Ring, God of War Ragnarok, Grand Grand Turismo 7, and Horizon Forbidden West. Okay. A lot of really great competition in this category again. Yeah. And, you know, I honestly am surprised that Gran Turismo car noises didn't win. Vroom, 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 vroom. All right. Here's where things get interesting. I voted for Elden Ring in this category. Really? I did. I voted for Elden Ring for best audio design. I was very impressed. Um, God of War Ragnarok, very impressive as well. And of course, when I see Big Daddy Kratos' game up there, <laughs> I got to vote. I got to vote. Shut up and take my vote. But, like, if I'm being subjective about this, I thought Elden Ring just... If God of War Ragnarok was a 9.9, Elden Ring was a 10. Like, they just ever so slightly just really resonated with me better. So, this is one of the rare times I picked Elden Ring over God of War Ragnarok. Huh. And the ultimate piece of irony? Elden Ring did not win. God of War Ragnarok won. It did not. Yeah, God of War did take best audio design. Who'd you vote for? I voted for Gran Turismo because car noises are actually... They're very specific and very, you know, good. I guess. But that didn't matter this time. Besides, Call of Duty Modern Warfare 2, meh, gun noises, I guess. The other one, Horizon Forbidden West, I could have seen this winning the award as well. I think their sound design is fucking phenomenal too. Yeah. But, I mean, God of War Ragnarok, the more you give to Ragnarok... I'm just like, yes, yes, please. Give me Even all though the I didn't technically vote for them in this category. <laughs> all right, up next. Now, here's what's weird. Games for impact. This is usually my category, right? Because this is where you get those stupid walking sim games that I love to play <laughs> so much. I have not heard of a single one of these fucking games. The only one I've heard of was As Dusk Falls. And now the rest of the categories go A Memoir Blue, Citizen Sleeper, Endling, Extinction is Forever, Hindsight, and I was a teenage exocolonist. <laughs> okay, I need to take. Why a, not? I need to take a good look at myself and the games I like to play. Be- <laughs> <laughs> I, I voted for As Dusk Falls in this category just because it was the only game I had heard of. I think I voted for I was a teenage exocolonist because I love the name. <laughs> of course you did. Here's how this category goes for me. If there's games that I don't know about, because I usually know at least half the games, and I've played most of them, I'll go back and play the rest because I know that I'm sleeping on these games, and I'm usually right. Like, they're usually fantastic. It's very rare in Games for Impact that I don't know any of the people, any of the games. Yeah. So I have to go back and play a lot of these games. You know what the best part about these games are? They're usually, like, five hours long, so I can (laughs) blast through them. (laughs) Nice little snack. Right? Like, yeah, these games are never long at all. Like, I remember back in, like, 2018, I think Games for Impact, a game called Florence One. Do you remember that? Yeah, I do, yeah. It was a mobile game. I downloaded it for $2. It took two hours to play. Huh. And I beat it. Not even. Hour and still won. Still won. Still cool. Right on. Definitely. All right, now here's one of my favorites every year. Best Performance. That goes out to the voice actor that did the best fucking job with their character. Here we have Ashley Birch as Aloy from Horizon Forbidden West. Main Engage as Marissa Marcel from Immortality. 
Christopher Judge as Kratos, God of War Ragnarok. Charlotte McBurney as Amicia de Rune from A Plague Tale Requiem. And Sonny Soljic? I'm going to say, yeah, Soljic. Sonny Soljic as Atreus, God of War Ragnarok. Obviously, somebody from God of War Ragnarok was going to win. Got two God of War people on here. Um, Sonny Soljic as Atreus. Um, he did a fucking phenomenal job. Um, I love the story of Atreus within God of War, and Sonny did such a superb job of portraying Atreus's emotions in the game. However, however, <laughs> Kratos, Christopher Judge as Kratos. No, I have never had a voice actor send shivers down my spine most of the time when they talk like Christopher Judge has. Considering he's got two emotions, no emotion and pissed off as fuck. There's one time he <laughs> there's one time Kratos chuckles in the game and it's actually a little distressing like you know? <laughs> <laughs> Is that supposed to happen? Right. So, all right. Uh Christopher Judge's Kratos obvious win. That's who I voted for. Same. Everybody on that list, you did a fucking phenomenal job with your roles. Uh, but Christopher Judge, you just, you are Kratos, my friend. And he's also, so here's something I did not know. So Christopher Judge was not the original voice of Kratos. They had an original voice actor for Kratos, right? And then God of War, uh, the 2018 release came out. The reason why they revoiced Kratos, you'd think it's like, oh, well, Kratos is grizzled now, so they need, like, a D. That's not the reason at all. It's because they were using, like, um, they needed somebody with, like, the body type of Kratos because they were doing, like, the... Ooh, they were doing top, motion tracking. Yeah, and on top of being an, inc an incredible voice actor, Christopher Judge is huge. Yeah. He's fucking dude. a huge guy. Big dude. He's a big fucking dude. That man is literally Kratos. <laughs> this guy is the embodiment of Kratos, and... Apparently killed it as Kratos, too. D amazing. Fucking amazing. All right. There's only a few categories left. Um, best score in music. A Plague Tale Requiem. Elden Ring. God of War Ragnarok. Metal Hellsinger. And Xenoblade Chronicles 3. If there were a category I'd be willing to put aside my God of War love for, I'd give Zack the bone on this one and vote Xenoblade. Same. Yeah. I actually voted for Xenoblade in this because I was like, I, I've been going through Persona lately and I've seen a little bit of the other Xenoblade Chronicles. Those, you know, like anime style games really kill it on the uniqueness of their music and right. like the diversity of their music. They've got so many different pieces of music throughout the game. Yeah, I totally agree. I voted for God of War Ragnarok. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, of course. I'm sorry. Like, I'm sure all of these games have fantastic music. But, oh my god, the music in God of War Ragnarok. It always hits on the emotion, which, look, that's the job of a good composer, right? But I think what's really telling of good fucking scores and music are, like, almost like those scenes that you don't know are... Like, foreshadowing moments that you don't know are as important to the story as they are until later on in the game, but they give you that music cue. And so you're like, oh, I best pay attention. And you hear Kratos is like... I watched the video of this guy. His name is Bear something, the guy who made the music for God of War. That's true. His name is Bear. Nice. And he was like, it's actually just a simple, like, four 
note progression. It was like, do, do, do. But even just that sent chills down my spine. I'm like, amazing. I was going to say, those low, thunderous drums usually take it in best score in music. They just set a scene and they let you know something big is happening. So I want Zach to know. I want Zach to know. I genuinely really wanted to try and give Xenoblade the benefit of the doubt here. I couldn't in good faith. And I want Zach to know that I did in good faith vote for <laughs> I, Xenoblade. I could not. I couldn't do it. All right. What do we have next? Next, we have best art direction. And okay. in this category, we have Elden Ring, God of War Ragnarok, Horizon Forbidden West, Scorn, and Stray. <laughs> do I have to ask who you voted for? I mean, you can. <laughs> Who'd you vote for? Scorn. Yeah? I actually did no, vote for Scorn no in this category. Really? Why not Stray? Well, Stray took my vote in every other category that it was available in. <laughs> and I I had mentioned on a few episodes ago that I started playing Scorn. And, like, one of my biggest praises for this game was it looked good. It looked artistic. And it was, for as grotesque as it was, beautiful. That's fair. And best art direction, I think what people have to know about this category is it's like, when you're talking best art direction, you're not just talking about how pretty the graphics and games are. You're talking about, like, the uniqueness of those that art and those graphics compared to, like, other big games in the category, right? So Absolutely. When you hear big names like God of War and Horizon Forbidden West, you're like, well, clearly those are going to take it. You don't always know that. No, yeah, you don't. You don't always know that. And, like, for Horizon, it looked like stepping into a pastel painting. Yeah. Elden Ring took it. It did. Elden it Ring took did. the award. Little surprised about this, but it did Me win. Me too. Um, it, it makes more sense the more you think about it, though. Like, God of War Ragnarok, as amazing as it was, didn't do anything that was, like, superiorly different no. compared to its predecessor. Same with Horizon Forbidden West. Scorn and Stray had a little bit more of a chance in this category because they're fresh new games. In fact, I think Stray could have genuinely taken this one. Yeah, Stray would have been my second vote because Stray also just had that uniqueness to it. Nonetheless, Elden Ring took this one, and I'm not necessarily upset about that. I think any game here, in its own right, deserves best art direction. Um, Elden Ring surprises me a little bit, you know? Even Horizon Forbidden West, I lean towards a little bit more in this category, but no matter I can't how be you, upset with anybody who wins. Yeah, no matter how you slice this category up, every single game was very deserving of the award. Truly. Which is not always the case in every category. 100% not. Looking at you, Call of Duty. <laughs> All right. Best narrative. Best narrative. We have A Plague Tale Requiem. We have Elden Ring. God of War Ragnarok, Horizon Forbidden West, and Immortality. I, it didn't even occur to me to look at any other game that's not God of War Ragnarok for this category. Truth. I also gave it to Ragnarok because the mythology behind it, how far Kratos has come in his lineage and like his connection with Atreus just seemed like the narrative would be the best. The way Kratos acts in God of War Ragnarok, 
they're Kratos grows as a person so fucking much, man. Oh, you mean he changes from the dude yes. who murdered his family and was covered in their ashes? Yeah, okay, he first of all, Ares fucked him over on that one. <laughs> Second of all, yes, Kratos is the progression of Kratos, the, the Kratos, the character development that Kratos goes through in itself is worthy of this award. But of course, it's not just about Kratos. He's amazing. He changes a lot. I'm proud. I'm proud of a fictional character <laughs> where I'm like, you've grown so much, man. So proud of you, Kratos. Hugs, he hugs his fucking son. He hugs someone? He hugs Atreus. Oh my God. It's it made me cry. It's, it, <laughs> it's amazing. But of course, it's not just about Kratos. Um, Atreus, you know, he's a teenage kid going through the whole, oh, who am I? But from the point of view of a god, so it's not the same. <laughs> so it's not the same. Freya, I mean, uh, just the way that Freya transforms is amazing. Every, Freyr and everybody from his side, like, it's just, I'm sorry, nobody can compete with God of War Ragnarok. Yeah. At no, all. That- that one was the clear narrative superiority. Yeah, this is one where if I, like it went to Elden Ring, for example, I would have been a little upset. I'm like, <laughs> I'm sorry, but no one can hold a flame to God of War right now. No, no, it is. It's a masterpiece. <sighs> Jesus Christ, they did it twice. They did it twice. twice. All right, well, it looks like we got about two more categories here. All right, what's next? All right, so next we got Best Game Direction. Now, the games in this category are Elden Ring, God of War Ragnarok, Horizon Forbidden West, Immortality, and Stray. Oh, Jesus, please tell me you did not. I did. Yo, why? Stray! My brother in Christ, Elden Ring, God of War, and Horizon are here. (laughs) Yeah, but Stray. (laughs) Jesus Christ. Okay. The only saving grace I can give you is with Stray being a brand new title at least like Kitty with Backpack is original and I I can imagine that the the direction for this game was was quite in depth and intense I mean you imagine you don't know Uh, I don't know what goes on in these developer studios Jesus Christ alright um I voted for God of War Ragnarok clearly naturally naturally um but Elden Ring took it. Elden Ring won. It um, did. Upset is not necessarily the word that I'm going to use to describe how I feel about that. I do disagree. Because, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, Elden Ring, like, okay, yes, there's deep lore that goes into, like, these kinds of games, right? These Souls games, like Elden Ring, like Demon Souls, like Dark Souls. There's a lot of lore. But so much of it feels like it's told from like I guess like more of a lecture standpoint whereas like the narrative that's given to you in God of War Ragnarok feels so organic and that's why God of War won best narrative right yeah but with best game direction like you can almost use narrative for that as well right like the growth of the characters and like where the story is going I feel like in that regard God of War should have still taken this category it does seem a little odd to me with all of the categories God of War has won that it didn't receive best game direction. I, it, I, again, not upset because Elden Ring, I'm like, okay, if one game on this list was going to beat God of War, it would have been Elden Ring. But 
I disagree. I think God of War still should have deserved this award, but you know what? God of War has taken like five awards so far. So <laughs> it is what it is. It is what it is. Well, uh, shall we move on to our last category? I wanted to save the best for last for you, my friend. So let's go over game of the year. All right. For the game of the year category, we have a Plague Tale Requiem, Elden Ring, God of War Ragnarok, Horizon Forbidden West, Stray, and Xenoblade Chronicles 3. You didn't. I absolutely goddamn did. You did not. Are you fucking kidding me? Of course I voted for Stray for Game of the Year. Oh my fuck. You haven't even played it. (laughs) You don't have the console. Nope. That you need to play this game. Nope. Oh, for fuck's sake. Okay. Okay. Hold on. (laughs) To be fair, I haven't played any of the games on this list. I fucking hate you. I hate you so fucking much. Okay. Let's do this the same way we do it every year and start by taking away games that have no fucking chance in hell. Uh, Stray. <laughs> All right, let's move All right, on. fine. Okay, no, seriously, look. Stray, congratulations for getting Game of the Year nominee. Um, but? <laughs> but it's just, it is a simple cat game. Like, there's there's some story, not super compelling. There's some narrative, not much. And, like, it just... It's like half of every other game on this category. It's not that it's not compelling. It's just no God of War. Yeah, it just, it it was amazing and flawless at what it did, but there are some heavier contenders out there. I'm going to take a Plague Tale Requiem out of this as well for that's, the same reasons. That not, was going to be my next poll. Not that you're bad. Not that it's bad. The, you know, Sobo Studio did a fucking awesome job, but you're competing with the best of the best here. Yeah, this is game of the year after all. All right. Next, I'd take out Xenoblade Chronicles 3. Yup. Yup. Sorry, Zach. Xenoblade's got to go. As Zach was here, like, well, hold on a minute. Zach just dead had kid, an angry. Dead kids. <laughs> but dead kids. But, but dead kids. They only age to 10 years old. Like, come on, guys. Like, <laughs> same exact reason. Yeah. Just can't hold it. Same, like, I, a very compelling story. I know it is, but that leaves us with Elden Ring, God of War, and Horizon Forbidden West. Now, I've always said... That the greatest thing about Horizon Forbidden West is its story. And the way that Aloy finds, like, more out about the world and how she develops the world and develops herself. Um, But if there's something that the game is lacking a little bit, it's pulling all of these different pieces together, in my opinion. Mm, If that makes sense. Like, the world building with the narrative with the crafting it's done very well there's just a few games that do it a little bit better yeah absolutely and for me this comes down to every year it's a battle between two games whether that be two playstation games and xbox and playstation nintendo what have you there are always two very clear-cut contenders in this category horizon forbidden west ain't one of them now let's test your memory here czar Back in 2018, God of War was competing with another huge game for Game of the Year. Do you remember what that game was? Uh, I'll give you a hint. Bang, bang, bang. Bang, bang, bang. Arthur Morgan? Oh, Red Dead Redemption 2. That's right. Yeah. God of War took the award, but not by much. Not by much. Not by much. Uh, We're two juggernauts of gaming, but God of War took it. Yeah, and see, like, I, I just think that Horizon unfortunately came out when it did like had horizon came out last year or maybe even next year we don't know yet 
like Horizon may have had a better chance, but some other game just overshadowed it. Correct. So that leaves us with Elden Ring and God of War Ragnarok. A lot of people were expecting to see something similar uh, relative to 2018. We did not see it. Elden Ring took game we, of the year. We saw the reverse. Elden, Elden Ring, Ring beat out God of War. And I think, I know I voted for Stray, but I was honestly believing that this would come down to Elden Ring and God of War. And I 1,000% believed that God of War was going to win it. I did too. Um, obviously, that's who I voted for was God of War Ragnarok. Yeah. <laughs> um, not... With, with the admission that I believe that Elden Ring has a really damn good chance, but I thought that God of War Ragnarok was going to take it. And now that I see that Elden Ring is game of the year and did beat out God of War Ragnarok, I'm not upset. You know, I'm really not. Elden Ring is fucking phenomenal. And they did... From Software, Bandai Namco did such a fucking phenomenal game. A fucking phenomenal job. A fucking, <laughs> yeah, they did a fucking phenomenal game. But they they also, did a game. They did a game. They did such a fucking unbelievably good job. And it's just, this is some people's favorite game ever fucking created. And so it's like, I'm at the standstill where it's like, you know, because of how big of a God of War fan I am, I'm disappointed. But at the same time, it's like, you know what? Good for you guys. Yeah. It's just. What a year to be a fucking gamer. It was a tough competition, and Elden Ring stood above all of it. Well done from software and Bandai Namco. I can take solace in knowing that God of War Ragnarok won, first of all, like six awards. They did take home a lot of awards. But I think they also won things that... I don't know if this is a controversial take. I think that just because Game of the Year is like the top award doesn't always mean it's like the most important award. I agree. It's just whatever game is the best at, like, pulling all of those pieces together. Yeah. Whereas, like, if you talk about, like, best game direction, for example, or, like, game for impact, like, there's a lot more to say about some of those categories than just game of the year. So, you know, I'll let God of War Ragnarok have best score in music and best freaking audio design. And accessibility. <laughs> and accessibility. And the best voice actor of the year. I'll let him have that. Yeah. And Elden Ring. You got game of the year. Congratulations, though. Congratulations. This is going to be a long episode. Well, yeah, I was just <laughs> going to say this episode's running a little long. So how would you like to do another episode in the future where we go over the ads of the Game Awards? I like that idea because, holy shit, without ads, the Game Awards are nothing. And plus, okay, look, I know we give a lot of shit to the ads for the Game Awards, but genuinely, they introduce a lot of really exciting stuff. A few games in particular, I am just so super fucking stoked about. So, oh, same. Yes. And we'll so we're going to have to dedicate a whole episode to talking about these ads. But I'll tell you what, we can at least talk about one more crazy thing that happened about the game. Yes, the game we alluded Wait. to this earlier. So, for everybody that didn't actually watch the Game Awards, I have an article here from esports.gg, right? Comes to us from Mr. Will Harrison. So thank you, Will. The Game Awards interrupted by weird man who shouts out Bill Clinton promptly gets arrested. <laughs> so let, let me get into this article a little bit. A lone wanderer was spotted as coming up with the entourage of From Software once the award was announced. Basically, 
Elden Ring just took away, like, Game of the Year, right? They had just won, and all of a sudden, this kid just walks up on stage. How nobody stopped him, I don't understand. I think everyone was just dazed, like, is this a part of the, the bit? Like, right. is yeah, this yeah, supposed to happen? It. Like, even everyone's like, is this part of it? Even the security officers are just like, uh, yeah, we're just gonna let this play out. Yeah. So, anyway, he walks up on stage just with the group of developers who made Elden Ring, gets in front of the microphone and said, I think I want to nominate this award to my Reformed Orthodox Rabbi, Bill Clinton. Thank you, everybody. (laughs) Reformed Orthodox Rabbi, (laughs) Bill Clinton. And look how they quoted this. They don't say his name. They say some weird arrested man. Some weird guy who got arrested. (laughs) So Jeff Keeley tweeted later that night, the individual who interrupted our game of the year moment has been arrested. <laughs> That's so Even Jeff Keeley had to laugh at this one. Look, they're they are purposefully not letting us know the name of this kid because they don't want this to be a thing, right? They don't want people to Too ruin, late. Yeah, ruin Too the game awards in the future <laughs> to gain notoriety. We're gonna find this motherfucker. We're gonna have him be a guest here. <laughs> we're gonna find him. We're gonna put him on game T. Yeah, I'm gonna find you, and I'm gonna and I'm gonna question you. If anyone has any idea of the identity send of this way. person, send him to game T. Send him our way because yes. we have questions. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, Zar, what do you think? It was not necessarily an abnormal year for uh, the game awards, but nonetheless. Few surprises, really fun as it always is. To oh, absolutely! See who took things away. Next year we got to watch it again together. Of course, it felt weird this year. It felt lonely. I was at Target. All I had to do was talk to that weird JoJo's adventure guy. <laughs> Who's going to win best fighting game? It's well, going to be JoJo's. Well, I think it's going to be JoJo's. <laughs> like you didn't even give me a chance to answer. <laughs> I have an opinion here, guy. Why did you ask? You just wanted to. Why did you even ask me? You You just wanted to tell me your opinion. Yeah, exactly. It's like you could have just said with no context, I want JoJo's to win. And I'm like, look, man, I'm here for AirPods. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know who you are or what you're talking about. Oh, that's funny. Oh, that's great. Apparently they were giving Steam Decks away every 30 seconds during the show too. Did you hear about that? I did not. Yeah, there was... Like, there was a lot going on, and apparently some guy whose alias was Milf Hunter won one, so they were like, <laughs> Milf Hunter won! <laughs> oh my god, that's like South Park Skank Hunt. <laughs> yeah, Skank Hunt 42. Yeah. Mm. Oh, man. All right, man. It's also fun to me to hit the reset button, because now that the Game Awards are done, it's time to start thinking about 2023 and who's going to start taking this away. Tears of the Kingdom comes out in three months, dude. Yeah, all other be- all other game studios best just hold off on releasing any games yeah, if yeah, they hope to make it to the Game Awards. It's going to be a very quiet year for a lot of people. Oh, yeah, nobody's going to want to compete with that game. Jesus Christ. Okay, I think that's it. We've done our job. Part two coming next week where we talk about the best ads. Yeah. <laughs> the ads. The game's coming out, of course. So, thank you so much for listening to another episode of the Game Tea Podcast. We'll see you in the next episode. You just got your game tea. Bye. Bye. A Huda Media Production.